You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Hello, everybody. This is Gail Kraft from the Empowering Process Podcast, and I have with me another always amazing person, Tammy Cho. And uh, Tammy actually is going to talk to us a little bit about her struggles with her trauma and how those struggles actually have led her to understand deeply the mind-body-slash-spirit connection and uh, and has created actually a business for her, right? Her biggest struggle in life has been her confidence, self-love, and acceptance. And she's learned that it's important because high achievers, she is one who experienced <laughs> chronic overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout, think it's only about more rest and prioritizations and systems, but it's not. It really is more of a personal issue. Tammy is the owner of a company called Path to Heart, and we will be talking a little bit more about that. But in the meantime, Tammy, welcome to the Empowering Process Podcast. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much for having me here. It's going to be so much fun. So we talk about trauma. Um, I'm going to leave this kind of like um, open-ended a, a little bit. Um, I do want to be sure that I share with people that um, there are different types of traumas that we experience in our life. And my trauma, your trauma, none of it is going to be disconnected because someone else's trauma seems more powerful than than yours. Your trauma, which has created resistance in your life, which has created um, opportunities for you to make bad choices for you, is valid and is something that you have the right to explore and the right to release physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Right, Tammy? That's right. And it's it's really obviously been that gift for me because it really taught me how to, you know, all the pain, like honestly taught me how to love deeper and made me realize how much love I could have for people. <laughs> because I lived a life um, in, in the, my beginning phases, like quite repressed, numbed out. Um, I could have been like really actually love my own daughter. And so that was part of definitely my story on how I awakened. Right. So, um, so we'll get into the root of the trauma in a moment and I'll, I'll share a story that I've shared before, but it's always valid to share. Um, I would say that the, the biggest or the last big, because I've had many big ugh, breakthroughs, thank goodness in my life. Um, but the the last one was really about um, facing abandonment, which, you know, if you had asked me, I would say I have no abandonment issues. I don't know what you're talking about. That's how deeply rooted they were, right? Um, and in that process, I thought I was dying of a heart attack, right? I was laying on my sofa thinking, oh, this I'm dying from a broken heart. And, and this is how people die. And, you know, do I call 911 or do I ask the universe to help me face what's going on and, and not do this anymore. And I decided to look for self-healing, right? And, um, and faced the many traumas and that were in my life that created this feeling of abandonment, which creates a feeling of unworthiness, which creates a feeling of lack um, and, and so on and so forth. And in that healing process, I, I like to say like my heart broke open and uh, to quote Brene Brown, I ended up with an open heart, but a strong back, right? Open heart, strong back. But it's because rather than hate the situation, they get angry, I learned to love them, right? 
So, uh, so Tammy, what were some of the things that that you had to deal with in your younger life that you had to face when you realized that you know there's trauma that's holding you back? Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, maybe this is why we are in each other's life because abandonment abandonment was really a big one for me because um, my mom had left when I was 20 days old to a physically and emotionally abusive father. And so I definitely um, started, yeah, started my life really learning to put my needs aside um, and probably not even knowing what they really were. I just focused on pleasing everyone around me and like, like um, sort of like trying to avoid um, any abuse attack and just try to keep everyone happy. And so that was a, definitely a big part of my journey growing up and what created some of the patterns that obviously didn't work in my life. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, for, for me, I, I, at the age of two, because my mom passed when I was three, so that's, you know, the second abandonment issue in my life. Um, the age of two, there was a situation that happened in my house. And I, as, a, as an infant or as a child, as a toddler, you own responsibility. You think you, you're the cause of everything right? Because you're the center of the universe. And so I thought I caused what was going on and my mother was upset and, and I made a decision then that I was going to be the peacekeeper in the family and be sure that this type of upset doesn't happen anymore. Mm. What a heavy load for a two-year-old, huh? Yes. Yeah. And then fortunately, that's where a lot of why the trauma gets trapped for so long because we really you know internalize it we don't want to make someone else like like the only people that could will love us and take care of us wrong otherwise what did they leave us you know it's such a big that's such a big fear as a little two-year-old or a, whatever year old that is right and so yeah like within within myself it, i can only make myself wrong and and even now like i catch myself like oh i'm wrong i did that wrong and i realize that no, that's not, that's not the wording I choose to use anymore. That's not the belief I use. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting how, you know, the, how upbringing and how it's sort of something in the past could definitely change our um, whole experience on life if we allow it and whether we're conscious or unconscious of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so our life is, is scripted and it's scripted based on, um, our past experiences, our belief systems, and on how we respond to the world. And we respond to the world based on what we think someone else is thinking, right? So, okay, they're getting upset because I did this wrong. So I need to adjust this so that they don't get upset, right? Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the perfect blah, 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 because this is what they expect from me. Right. And so we respond, mm -hmm. we become this caricature that has nothing to do with our heart and our soul and our being. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's true. Right. And then we, we wake up one day and wonder who we are. <laughs> some of us, and some of us call us call the midlife crisis or whatever that is. Right. It's like, it's really um, a journey of coming back to your, the true essence of who we are and to really remember that were this pure happiness and joy and beauty. And so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, really grateful to be here to, um, you know, spread our message and just keep this, um, keep this love flowing. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Um, that, and I love the word flow that that's my, my word, I guess this year is flow. Mm -hmm. I've, I've got a training that I do and a keynote that I do about the flow formula and the, items or the, the things you need in your life to to be in flow and and to live mm -hmm. that way and what does that mean you know um so i'm not going to say what it means so so tammy tell me about the breaking point what happened that you went oh hey this has been going on way too long um i've been making the wrong decisions i don't have healthy relationships um there's more to life what happened that snapped you into I need to do something about this and then what did you do well the way my trauma worked was that I had a lot of awareness on what was going wrong but I still kept on doing the things and so like 
one of my, the, the stories I tell is around essentially having worked um, about 20 years as a nurse and I started having chest pain and heart palpitations radiating up my jaw down my arm. And I essentially wheeled off to emergency in front of all my coworkers. And Gail, leaving, leading up to that point, I knew I was struggling, right? I, I even, you know, I couldn't, I was struggling to concentrate. I was, I knew that I was struggling with really high anxiety. And I had on a bed of generalized anxiety disorder that was always there already. And it was getting bad. I even got a doctor's note to take time off work, but I couldn't get myself to let go, you know? And um, it really, I, I, it wasn't something that I actually, I'm going to change my life in this particular instant. It was like, universe is like, you know, you're going, <laughs> you're going to just take time off. And this is, this is the sort of the mini awakening I had. So for, for myself, the way my trauma worked was that even though I knew a lot of things and I was aware, I got used to repressing my needs and putting other people. So that I played out in that instant and it really didn't actually fully, you know, come from my internal power of making a difference in my life. Um, until like my daughter was like six months old lying there on one of the baby Einstein mats. And for the first time at six months, she intentionally hit one of the toys. And I had a community nurse that was visiting me and she was sitting on the, to me on the right on my living room. And she said, Tammy, did you see that? And, and I saw it, but I was so engulfed in everything I had to do for this, to keep this young being alive that I, I was so disconnected. I was like, yeah, kids do that you know, and I couldn't feel anything. And even in that moment, right, if it wasn't for that angel in my life, you know, that that nurse that like highlighted, you know, this is why I've been following you for six months. You know, usually we just do one or two visits. It's I noticed you weren't bonding with your child. And she and then, yeah, like, I honestly needed someone to really awaken me. And, um, and when she told me that I realized in that instant, I was like turning into my mom who, um, didn't like, I'm not physically abandoning my child, but I was emotionally abandoning her. And when I speak about the story, I still feel emotional because I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is, I just couldn't believe how far I've come. Like I honor where I've come and I, I still feel like sad about that, you know? And so, um, yeah, and then from like that that day forward, you know, obviously I started doing the, the counseling, the therapy, I started diving into the personal development world, you know, really making a, trying to figure things out and heal, you know, how it goes and working at a mind level became that NLP practitioner trying to figure things out. And and I, it, the answer wasn't there, uh, Gail. And I, I kept on um, going, I started going to energy healing because I realized intuitive healers, they could feel me, even though I, I couldn't trust myself to even speak up for myself. I couldn't trust them to let them in. And because they they could feel me because they're empathic. And I realized I was empathic now that I've allowed myself to feel. Um, but at that time, like I, I, that's why I ventured into the energy world and I, you know, became a Reiki pra uh, practitioner and all these um, about energy and shamanism. And, and I was like exchanging energy healings, like one or two times, three times a week sometimes. And when I was honest with myself and when I stopped doing the energy healing, like all the internal feelings still came back up. I knew I wasn't looking deep enough and uh, I, I realized I was a truth seeker. And so I, I kept on looking and it really wasn't until I came, well, dived into like four long years of emotional and spiritual healing. And uh, of course, at the same time, just how the universe worked, I, I became a psychosomatic therapist, which is the study of the body, mind, heart, soul alignment. And so with all that coming, learning to come back to the body to actually feel and, and be with myself and actually see myself and all these things is what actually created the long-term transformation where uh, I feel like I fully healed from the anxiety. Like I don't have that. I had it 24 seven. It was really hard um, to deal with those symptoms. Like it feels like you just want to die. Yeah. And so, um, and that, that is why, like I, I do, I do Gail, like I, I feel like I, I wore this mask for so long and I feel like I, I do face and body analysis and I don't do it just to tell people about them. I, I do it because it's a process that helps them see themselves again and to remember who they are, to see like the left side of the face, it's their private world and the right side is their public. And 
and really see themselves for who they are and where there may be misalignments, you know, because like when we just see ourselves and start to peel off the layers and love ourselves deeply and embody that, you know, like our whole life changes in all the relationship arenas, relationship with money, success, like our partner, like I was pushing love away like crazy, like, um, you know, my, my husband would try to love me and I would just like create arguments. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was a, like a huge part of my journey. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, this is why I'm passionate about what I do. And I, I know this is my purpose scale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what's, what's really interesting. So, so your body is, hangs on to energy. All right. So in hanging on to the energy, it hangs on to the memory of of everything. Your body never forgets. Your mind will purposely hide. It doesn't forget, but will hide from you, um, especially traumas, because your subconscious mind's job is to keep you safe, right? And so I love to use the the women who have had babies can relate to this, right? If women remembered the pain of labor from their first child, there would never be a second, right? But your brain helps you forget really how bad it is until, like, I can remember with my second one, I was like, all right, I remember now, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, there's no stopping now, <laughs> right? Yes, right. yes, I can relate. <laughs> right. And that's, you know, and that's your brain's job is to keep you feeling safe, even if it's not true. Right. And so part of that is as a child, when we, or even, you know, not a child, trauma can happen at any age. Right. When we have an event that is, puts us in jeopardy, our subconscious mind is going to give us ways to get in a safe environment and so you know i'm going to keep balancing this family i'm going to shut up i'm going to become invisible right um and then we'll continue to bury the cause for some people for me you know i didn't first of all i didn't know that my mom my mom tried to abort me how did i know that my body knew that i found out about that and that's a whole other story that was abandonment number one right and so what were some of the other issues that I totally forgot about? I had nightmares. My mom died when I was three. I had nightmares about that until I purposely shut it down. I totally forgot that I had nightmares until I started to do this work, right, to to get into the root cause of what's going on. And then go, that's only part of the job, right? Then it's the healing and then it's the forgiving and it's the aligning right of who you mm -hmm. are and and not who people think you are or not who you try to pretend you are right but who you are on your own and i say warts and all right love myself warts and all right so what are your thoughts on that tammy oh yeah that i mean i agree with everything you say and it's like that place within us that yeah, it played its purpose of really protecting us, right? Uh, helping us cre cre create safety. And, you know, the ego had its, its time and place. And it's like, if we want to do something different, we got to realize and, and like come back to our power within ourselves and create a new safety. Because essentially safety, it's, it's from a place within our mind. It's kind of from the ego that we need to stay safe anyways. Like we innately were safe. Like we came into this world that with that pure innocence, right? And we're safe, protected, and depending on everyone's viewpoint, we're we're protected by the universe. We're protected by the earth in many ways. Like if we just allow ourselves to be held and remember who we are, it really is a a great unraveling back to who we are, isn't it, Gail? <laughs> oh my God, yes, yes. And uh, and and I want so many people to to share. In this, so I've been talking about a couple of things lately. One of them is joy, right? To play, to to this is what we're here to play. You know, what is my purpose? Your purpose is to to experience and to have fun, right? This is a game, right? And if you can look at this as a game, some of the things that I do with my my clients is, all right, so let's like relax a little bit, 
let's say that the choices you're making is an experiment. You're in a lab. What happens in a lab? Whoops, something goes wrong. And so what happens? The scientist makes some notes, makes some adjustments, and tries again. Hello, life is a lab, right? It's an experiment. And so feel free enough to, to experiment with who you are. Right, Tammy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely like, you know, reframing your whole life into a venture. Uh, there's definitely beauty in that, you know, and it's like, yeah, like, and, and it's it's so important as well to sort of be in our body through it. Cause it's like, if we're not in our body, we can't feel that joy. We can't feel the true happiness. Right. And I think that a lot of times we hear more about feelings than um, being in the body and embodiment and things like that, you know, cause the body, mind, heart, soul, it's like, we can't address one issue and not the other. Like we're, we're one, like literally oneness, you know? And so, so yeah, like I, 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 I love that reframing and it's like, we got to be in our body and live our life <laughs> through this sacred vehicle, you know? So. Oh, I love this, the sacred vehicle, right? <laughs> yes. So I um, had a, a woman that I would go to from time to time who was, she was a massage therapist, uh, a hypnotherapist, um, NLP master. Her and I had a lot in common and she's actually the only massage therapist that I felt comfortable going to mm. touching me. Right. Mm, okay. And, um, and I went to her and, and I said, listen, I know that I don't like being in my body. That's not. I didn't say I don't like my body. Mm -hmm. I don't like being in my body because it's exhausting to move through the third dimension. Time and space is exhausting, right? And so I need to be in my body. She's like, okay. So she was doing some work and she was holding my feet and she said, get back in your body. And I said, I am. And she said, no, all the way in your body, <laughs> right? And I felt this like hunk when that happened, right? Of, mm. of like getting back back in. And, you know, I could feel the heaviness. And so I had to um, work on accepting that, you know, I chose to be here, right? And if I chose to be here, then I have to be here. And that my connection with uh, other than here can be can exist at the same time and that right so and and I, I didn't mean Tammy to take up your time but I'm going to and then I'll give it back to you so so what do I mean as a third dimension human being you I can be a mother a sister a lover a friend I a worker a, a business owner a communicator I can go on and on and on about all of these caricatures of who I can be. And we all can buy into that. We can all relate to it. Well, if I can be that, then I can be third dimensional, fourth dimensional, multidimensional. I can be all of that I am also at the same time. Why would that not be true? Right? And so when I accepted that, you can be in this body, Gail, and still have the flow, right? Without having to reach out of your body to be, you know, spiritual, but be in your body and still be spiritual. Once I own that, right, um, it became a whole different ballgame. So talk to me a little bit about what it was like for you to um, enter into that mind-body connection and that healing process. Sure. I love to Gail. Like, and I want to just share quickly, cause I also like, I used to go to massage a lot too, because it felt comforting to obviously be touched and just feeling like a safe space. And I, I realized that even though I would go back again and again for sort of uh, pain in my body, so to speak, soreness, tension in my body, it, soreness, tension actually never went away. Um, and it felt like it, it became um, therapeutic in a sense, but uh, in many ways, it wasn't actually serving the deeper healing is what I noticed in my body, right? And it was, I realized what it was all about. Obviously, it's, it's it's the emotions. If we're not sort of like going deeper in the emotions, 
as you know, Gail, like there, there's a part of us that is repeating the patterns in our body and the way we hold our body and the way we walk and the way we posture our body is keeping those things stuck. And it's this flow that we're sort of also talking about is that it's really, it's being in the body to allow ourselves to be with emotions. Cause the reason we're not in our bodies is that we don't want to feel the difficult repressed emotions. And uh, it's like, you know, we're human. We want to run away from pain and run towards pleasure. And, and yet, you know, we need to actually neutralize and allow that, you know, just come back to the body to feel and allow the emotional flow because emotion is energy emotion. And if it's not in flow, it's stuck emotion and that manifests into illness and, and um, symptoms in our body. Right. And so in the process for, for myself, it was really again and again, coming back to allow myself to deeply feel. And, and as I allow myself to do that, I became more of who I, I was because I was, I learned that I was empath, as I mentioned earlier, is that I actually, this is my gift. And the more I feel life, the more I'm able to actually manifest and attract what I want because my, my, my heart energy is open and expanded. Right. And it's like, I can relate and have loving connections with people and I can, I can give and from a place of fullness because I'm, I'm feeling my needs and, and allowing myself to love myself and give myself what I need. And so it's, it's being in my body allows me to be present to my essence, my, my own needs and keeps me away from like chronically burning out and living in my head and taking the list and really yeah yes we can live out of our body and get more done and yet we strive to be happy and fulfilled and feel meaningful in the work we do and we can have both we could be in our body and have both and have it be easy because <laughs> so when we're in flow it's like things flow with more ease and we have that balance and so you know, and I know that you're passionate about getting this message out too, Gail. It's, it's so important to have people realize there's a there's a new new like maybe not a new way, maybe a, a really old way that we just coming back to, and we need to remember. And it starts with knowing and and seeing who we are and loving ourselves. And um, you know, maybe that sounds all cliche to the audience, and it's like there's a better way. I just want you to know that and to allow the the deeper part of your soul to really um, open to that. And I, I wrote down, remember today. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like for, for me, it's like remembering who I am. That's what sort of clicks for me. And so we got to, we got to find whatever works for us. Right. It's like, um, I am connected, loving and aligned to who I am. And I'm the leader of my life. You are. And, um, yeah, so it's it's really it's really beautiful when we live from this space. So so yeah, that that that's my my relationship with my this coming back to my body and flowing and yeah, there's the, just like any human being, we're going to have days that we're out of our body but and then we come back that much faster. There's less like, judgment, criticism of self for falling off the wagon. It's like I did that again, right? And there's like just more space for love and just like joy that you're talking about, right? The laughter, the peace. Um, yeah, flowing with life. It, <laughs> so. it is, it's, it's so true. And it's interesting because in the last week, um, I can't tell you how many people I've talked with that are leaders, spiritual leaders, you know, um, high level business leaders and um and and I've said things like, well, isn't that ego talking? And they're like, well, well, you know, you're you're saying you're you've got this gift, you've got you know this, that, and the other thing to give, but aren't you coming at it from ego versus from from love, right? So um, I'll, I'll give an example, and I won't use any names. <laughs> I have a friend who's in the spiritual world, and had created this process for helping people online achieve spirituality, right? Never did launch it. A whole bunch of things came on. And he said to me, are you interested in getting this off the line? I really feel like this needs to be out there. And um, I said to him, 
told him a story about a friend of mine who was a scientist and ended up throwing away this, why is another story, but throwing away his notes. And I said to him, what you were doing was very important. And he said, it's out there in the universe. Someone's going to do it. So I said to this person, I said, your ego is telling you, you have to do this. Let me tell you a story about someone I know who also created this a few years ago, and it is out there. When it is out there, if you don't act on it, it's out there. Someone else will. Right? You don't have to be the one. And that was for me, uh, you know, when I let go of ego, when I said, okay, so there's a message that I, I want to get out there, but I don't have to be the one. It doesn't have to be my message. I can be just a part of, of the movement. I can be behind the scenes. What do I care if what my driving desire is, is to be part of elevating the world? Does it matter what role I play? If it does, then that's ego. Does that make sense to me? I don't know why. Yeah, we it, there, but... <laughs> I, I, it definitely, I, I totally follow what you're saying and it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I can see both sides of the coin because I feel like some people have a, a, a calling, it's their calling and um, it's to live out their soul mission. They must do it. And I also understand what you're saying because I, I realized by, you know, even back in the day where I didn't want to heal, I, I well, want to heal. I kind of wanted to heal, but I was pushing it away. I actually needed to do it for other people. And I realized that that helped me to deepen my healing by caring for someone else. And then it transformed into realizing that just by healing myself, I am healing the world. Like literally. Thank you for listening to the Empowering really Process Podcast. There. Be sure to <laughs> visit to Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves message. thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And, so I, I and remember, if you like this broadcast, kind of like be sure to share and subscribe so you I'm don't miss an there. episode. Uh, and I'm going to support other people that are on this mission and we're doing this together and that's fulfilling my inner need, like my high value of connection, like that love and connection for myself. And so when, when you speak of that, I definitely, I, 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 I understand. And I also feel like I've play both pieces of the puzzle and they both make sense depending on where we're on our journey. Well, and that's <laughs> the universal law of relativity, right? You have both sides. I, I know that when I discovered, you know, I got certified as a coach and um, it was purely by accident. I didn't go to be a coach because blah, blah, blah. Um, and in that training process, I had the awakening that this is my calling. And once mm -hmm. that happened, it, pulls me right so anything mm -hmm. that I decide to do every day um is what's being pulled not what's being pushed mm -hmm. right right um it's a completely different approach to how it's upside down you might say but I'm telling you it's time to turn turn the glass upside down anyway Right. Mm -hmm. If we looked at things from a different perspective, um, I have another friend that I talked to, and now he's actually preaching this. It's hilarious that um, when you learn, when I learned about chakras, what I was taught was you can't get to your heart chakra if your sacral chakra is stuck. So you're telling me the energy starts from my base and moves up. So you're telling me if I'm out of alignment with my sacral chakra that I can't love? Well, that doesn't make sense. And it just didn't make sense to me. I mean, I understood what they were trying to say, but it didn't make sense to me. Then I studied the Kabbalah, and that is about our energy center starting at the top. And once it starts at the top, everything flows. And there is no stuckedness because it flows from source. It starts with... The Bible says, and then there was light. And that that's turning it upside down. And that makes sense to me. That mm. works, right? If we start from, I am all and powerful. I am part of source. I am connected to all that is and all that ever will be. If I am, then I can create what my heart desires seamlessly. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like, and I, and there's really no good, bad, or right, or wrong. It's, it's like what is serving us in the journey at that time? Because it's like, yeah, it's come both sides in different ways for me. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, it, it, it what I'm sort of feeling right now, and what's coming through is that it, it's almost like you, uh, how religion was made, man-made, and all these steps on how we need to do these things. Like, really, let's just like surrender that. <laughs> just like religion let's just do what is serving us right in this moment and it's right for me right now it's my truth and um yeah and and later my truth does change depending on where I'm at exactly exactly so so I was another conversation this week and I was talking about you know getting on the road because I get on the road frequently and the freedom that I feel and then I said two things one is, you know, so what are your plans for next year? I might die from a stroke tomorrow. I don't know. Right. I can tell you what my plans are right now for right now. And that will be real. But uh, in the future, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Right. Um, and then freedom is how I feel in the moment. I don't have to be on the road to have that sense of freedom. It's how I choose to feel. It's how I want to be that gives mm-hmm. me that sense, right? And so when you're talking about getting into the the mind-body connection, right, and releasing those, I, I, I want to say it's almost like popping a pimple in your body, right? When you release that pressure, then the healing begins, right? <laughs> Am I crazy? <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, I, I, I love this pimple analogy. <laughs> me the analogy was a like a pressure cooker for me but anyway it doesn't matter something releasing (laughs) it's beautiful I gotta find some joy in all this right and yeah and and so you know um uh, my laughter has took me off my um my focus here and can you just jog my memory on what you were saying (laughs) well I was talking about we can I could find the joy and the freedom in the moment and that Mm. when we let go of you know, the pressure and I looked at it like letting go of a pimple, then the healing begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <clears throat> the other thing that I will, will say to that and what I've been noticing, it's like, it's like the more we deepen into our power of what you're saying, like choosing that power of choosing and deciding, it's like, I'm noticing the healing can happen more instantaneously. Like there's like um, times that I'm like, you know what, this like source God spirit, like this is really overwhelming. And I just need you to take this way. And, and, and it's like, instead of needing to make it hard and process through all the hard emotions, like it just like let go. And so I, 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 there's so much beauty in tapping into that, you know, body, mind, heart, and the soul and like really receiving healing. It doesn't have to look hard. That pimple could release really quickly. And it's like, it's like coming back to the innate power of source that we have inside of ourselves and actually not only knowing that, but letting it in that, that receiving piece has been a huge journey for me. Um, because it's not like I didn't have power. It's that I wasn't letting it in. And so that's a big part of why I do what I do. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I feel called to create a program called open to receive. (laughs) That's what's launching in the new year for myself. And it's, um, yeah, it's because it's this place that, you know, as high achievers, we keep on pushing and doing, and it's like, but when you give, uh, if you notice you receive, you have challenges receiving a compliment or whenever you hit a milestone, how long are you actually staying there and being happy? Right. It really is your ability to be hold presence for yourself to actually let it all in. Otherwise we're pushing our results or like the income we want, or like the love we want, the success we want. And it's, it really is allowing ourselves to deeply receive and just be who we are. Right. So there are, there are words, this language that will give you a hint. One of the, one of my pet peeves for, for clients, when they come to me, when I hear, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, wait a minute. You're stop saying you're sorry, please stop being sorry. Right. Accepting that. So you made a choice and the choice is maybe not in alignment with my choices, but that's my issue, right? 
not your issue. You were not intentionally in my way. You were not intentionally blah, blah. If you were, then okay, you need to be sorry for being intentionally mean, <laughs> right? But, you know, it's 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 how I received what you sent out. And if what you sent out was with pure intention, then you have no reason to be sorry, right? Um, that That's one. I, I can't think of, of any of the others right now, but there are so many... Um, languages that we use, words that we use that indicate that we are less than who we are, that we are non-deserving, that disvalue who we are. Um, I used to say when we were in the great lockdown that people were feeling disempowered. They were either feeling disempowered or they were searching inward for their power right? Because we had time to contemplate. And if you're feeling disempowered, you need help to find your way out of that, right? If you so choose, finding your way out of that, Tammy, is finding your way into sitting with it and not trying to fix it, if that makes sense. So healing doesn't mean fixing it mm -hmm. yeah really? I entirely agree it's it's really like because and then when we go about things trying to fix ourselves we're on that foundation of something's wrong with us and like I had that pattern of saying sorry all the time uh, and it's like and when I was feeling into all of it it really has to do with that that message that, I, that there's something wrong with me it's, it, it must be my fault right we're always told it's our fault and so, yeah, that's a, it's a really deep pattern. And it's like, um, it's the same thing with self-care for people, right? It's like to do self-care so that you can keep on going and pushing yourself is very different from doing it because like, I want to just honor my body. And this is like, brings me joy to do it. And uh, I just want to like really honor my body. Like it's like a different energy behind that. Right. And so, yeah, it's very true. You know, like, it's like whatever healing you're doing you're not broken. <laughs> it's right, like you're whole. Or or healing for I, I love like I need to go on, so I'm gonna have another cup of coffee. Right. Mm -hmm. Your body wants to sleep and you're gonna push a little bit more. And so sometimes the healing that we think we're doing is so that we can push some more. So it's not real healing. Um and I do want to get back to when uh, one of the things you said, I'm not broken. I I love that inner child in us, who we are, by the way, we are that child, right, is not broken, is not hurt, is not in need. The pain that you're, we're talking about is piled on top. So that child is not hurt. That's the only thing is that child, that child that wants to play and have fun and experience with curiosity and joy what's going on right now is hiding under a pile of issues and that we're talking about i love the word unpacking we're talking about opening up the suitcase and unpacking it so that you can let the child out to play right mm -hmm. yeah and the emotional child is definitely uh, like aspect of our being and it's like it's really learning to like yeah i guess i would say like mother like mother this part of us and like to really like tell that part of us it's like you're not broken you know like it's like being able to separate our true essence with the part of us that feels broken and to to love it and right. and make it okay it's it's okay to play and come out and play right like it's yeah and then <clears throat> excuse me in, in on my journey is like really sort of learning to be there for my emotional uh, self has really taught me how to love myself and deepen my confidence because I realize it's not that I don't have confidence is that inner child you know is that part of me and it's like really just allowing these parts to to integrate it's like my emotional self is not the true essence of who I am you know she's she's an aspect of self and it's like it's like bringing all these parts to integration and 
And the beauty of this uh, work, you know, it's like, if you're, you're listening to this, oh my goodness, it's so much work. It's like, it gets easier, easier and more flow as we do it, you know? And it's like, and it gets faster and faster and it could happen in 30 seconds. And so just don't, don't limit ourselves. You know, we're, we're limitless beings, we're infinite beings. We're like, yeah, infinite power and limited source energy. I think we just keep, we keep on needing to, yeah, well, maybe not needing to, that's not the best word, but just coming back, returning to who we are. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so we have free will and we have choices and um, we have in the past bought into the stories that we were told about our, who we should be, what we should feel, what is right, what is wrong. Right. These are all stories. And this whole process of empowerment and, and healing, if you will, is about learning how to write your own story. So, so look at life like a movie screen. And I use the movie screen a lot with my clients, right? And to, to make change, to facilitate change, but life is just a play. And I am the writer, I am the director, I'm the lead character, right? Of this story that I get to create every morning when I wake up. I get to choose how I respond to every situation that I am faced with and I can choose to create situations. So I know that I will on purpose create chaos. I do it consciously. Why? Chaos means change. And if I am in a situation as a boss, I would change the workflow. I would break us up and then put us into teams. And then I'll break up the teams and put us into streamlines. And then I will mix it up every once in a while. Why? Because the team would be out of flow. The team would be getting too comfortable, right? And when that comfort level gets to a certain, this happens with human beings, when you get lazy, right? And too comfortable, you don't perform at your top. And so I would create chaos to create energy so people would perk up and perform at their top, right? And mm -hmm. so I'll do that for myself. And all that means is I'll do something that is uncomfortable for me to do. That's it. One little thing that's uncomfortable for me to do. And that wakes me up. Yeah, it feels like you're sort of like, it's like, what's the word that's coming up for me is like disruptor energy. That's a big part of your essence. And, and that's, that, that's not mine. Like mine has a different, more of a, a peaceful, calm energy, which is what, and it's, it's just different sides of the coin. And it, it, we got to do what works for us individually and, and what, yeah, and this is the importance of really coming back to our body to feel and just know what is our truth in every moment and what's going to work for us because that's what we're, we create from our heart. Right. It's just that, um, yeah, it's just things that maybe are in the way sometimes, but um, we're creating every day of the, every, every minute of the day. And so I, I'd rather be a bit more conscious on it, definitely than unconscious on it. Right. And it's right. like, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I always, I, I always come back to the body because um, it helps me see, I can look in the mirror and, and sort of, see what's happening to my face and body and become really, because our body doesn't lie. It has all the information here to tell us, like, am I sort of living my purpose? Is there something subconscious in the way? And it's how do I then shift it out of my body and so that I can body it. And so, the, and, and obviously the body's also a great way to ground yourself. And so it's, it's got a lot of parts that really help me come back to my truth. And um, yeah, what I invite people into um, for, for self. Um, cause I, I, I've, I've worked with people that are very, very spiritual and I can see on their body, um, that they're there, there's a bypassing happening because it's, it's showing up in their body. And there's people that have been on the journey a lot of years. Um, and there are things that 
need to deepen, you know, and it's like, it all comes back to what you feel called within your heart to do, because that's what like your sole purpose when we're not working it, working it, if we're not sort of stepping into it, totally expressing ourselves in it, that's when our body is, starts to manifest the issues. Right. Right. So it's like, it's really again and again, um, yeah, coming back to the heart, the healing of the trauma coming back to who we are and also our sole purpose because ultimately body, mind, heart, soul, we're, we can't skip the soul piece. And it's like how we, how we're walking tells, uh, tells me if someone's on purpose and if they're also on purpose, on direction with their purpose, you know? So yeah. And it's like, and, and what I found is that the deeper we heal in our heart and how open our heart is, then you naturally feel called to want to be more and call forth more. Um, but it's the layers that sort of keep us there. And, and, and we could, we could open up our heart and then hit another layer and of our, our awakening, you know what I mean? It's just a continuous journey. And it's like, that's why it's like really keeping coming back and being really radically honest with myself. And I know that, you know, one of your things is, is disrupting. So you're creating that change and that serves you that, that that's awesome. Right. But it's like really being conscious all the time. Like, cause some of the people, um, high achievers I work with, they've been doing this work and they, they hit an invisible wall because they're doing what doesn't work anymore. Right. Like we're always growing, you know? So right. yeah, the body's just a great way to measure, measure, <laughs> measure, see, and come back to. So, so yeah, I, I am passionate about that. So I could keep on talking. So <laughs> oh, no, I love it. So the body doesn't lie. It's the body doesn't lie. I, I had a client come to me and I actually named one of my programs after her and, and she came and she lost her mojo. So one of my programs is finding your mojo, right? And um, she's a very successful, you know, businesswoman. You know, she owns her own business and it's where she wanted it to be, you know, looks very successful, but she was miserable. And all of, so all my tools are not working. I've been meditating. I've been journaling. I've been like, she went off the list of, you know, vision boarding, can't get there. So it's time for a new strategy, right? And so when we talk about, the disruptor, I have to allow the calm to take place, right? In order for there to be disruption. So it's disruption, but we don't live in chaos, right? It's disruption so that we can create change. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, If you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.